Hello, sister. Hello, sister. You know what we have to do before we start this episode? What is that, sister? We have to remind everybody to like and subscribe. Come on, guys. Ah, What are you doing? Come on already. Check us out. Instagram, Facebook, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, all the things, guys. Hurry up. All the things. Did you do it? Okay, perfect. Let's start the show. Losing weight eating different, making changes. Why are we eating that? Doesn't feel safe and it doesn't feel familiar to your mind. And so if you don't know how to change your mindset, your mind starts pulling you back. Your mind starts saying, this is unsafe. You're, you're, you're going to die. You're going to like, you're going to starve to death. You're going to like, you start having all these weird, I can't do this. This is too hard. And it's just your mind doesn't feel safe. This where you're headed in losing weight, isn't familiar. And so your mind will start self-sabotaging you unless you know how to overcome it. So most diets last how long? Two weeks, because that's how long our will, we have the will to um, go and then, then our mind kicks in. Welcome to the Wayward Lasses All the Things podcast. Real content. Encouraging. For real women. Affirming. Loving. Every age and stage of life. Are you ready to get real with the wayward lasses? You've come to the right place. Let's go. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the wayward lasses, all the things podcast. I am your host tonight. My name is Courtney, and I'm joined by my wonderful mother, Amy. Just yours? Our wonderful mother, right. Amy. I'm sorry. Hi. I'm, I'm, <laughs> hi, guys. I'm just playing with you, Courtney. And my sister, Brittany. Hello, sister. <laughs> and so today's episode is really, really special. We have the privilege of sitting down with my my pastor and my mentor, Martha Fry. Martha, welcome. Yay. Hi, excited to be here. <laughs> so Martha is not only a pastor and a teacher, but she is also a certified health coach, neuro coach, author, podcaster, fitness enthusiast, <laughs> and um, the list goes on and on. So we're going to get into all of that tonight. But before we do... We like to break the ice a little bit on the podcast by doing a round of trivia. So, Mom, would you like to take it away? Yes, I I will. I I, I shall. Okay, this is finish the lyric. Oh, do we have uh, a decade? No, I don't. I think this is like everything. So, are there buzzers for this? Do we just, just, <laughs> just it yell out? it out? Yell out if you know. Okay. Yell it out. <laughs> Um, and I'll try and keep it to three. Okay. Oh, no, this one's easy. All right. No, I don't want to meet you nowhere. No, no, no. I don't want none of your blank. What? Time. <laughs> Time. It's the way she says it. She says it like. It's scrubs. Time is correct. It's scrubs. Yes. Oh, I don't want no scrubs. Oh my god! Yes, yeah. time. It's I don't want none I of your time. I didn't get that one. Oh, that was. Oh, okay. I got it. <laughs> okay, how about this one? Uh, I was working part time in a five and dime. My boss was Mister McGee. He told me several times that he didn't like my kind because I was a bit too. Mom, what genre are these? I know it. It's the way you say it. (laughs) (laughs) Um, 
now it's got a kind of rhyme if it's a song. Greasy, McGee, greasy. I know this song. You but do. Can you tell us? Is it- can you tell us um, who the singer is? It's Prince. Yeah. Mm-mm. Purple Rain. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> song. Can you say it? Won't? Can you say the lyrics one more time one, now? One more time. I was working part time in a five and dime. My boss was Mr. McGee. He told me several times that he didn't like my kind because I was a bit too. I can like hear it in my head, but I don't have it. What is it? What is the <laughs> lyric, mother? Because I was a bit too leisurely. Mm-hmm. Raspberry Beret. Leisurely? No. Yes? Mm-mm. No. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> All right. This will be this will be easy. The last one. Because this is Thriller. Thriller Night. Michael Jackson. Um, oh, and well, it's, <laughs> good. And no one's going to save you from the blank about to strike. You got the singer. No one's going to save you from the blank oh. about to what strike. What is that word? Thriller. No one's going to save you from the... Thrill? Da, 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 da. I don't know. I don't think I ever sang that part. I've got it. <laughs> That's it. I don't know Except the word. I, don't think, I didn't know what that word was. I always sang it differently. What is it? Martha, do you have any guesses? Actually, I did say um, nothing. I got to get to the chorus. You know what I mean? You know how you kind of <laughs> yeah. you know. No one's going to save you from the beast about to strike. From the beast about to strike. That's what he says? I think you need to do another one. Martha needs to get one. Okay, oh, my okay, goodness. Okay. Be, we All might right, be okay. here a while. <laughs> okay. How about this one? And it's so, it's so sad to think that she don't see what I see. But every time she asks me, blank, 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 I say, I got it, but I'm going to give you Do I look okay? Oh, sorry. You were supposed to give her a chance. I forgot. Do I look okay? Yes. (laughs) Is it Bruno Mars? (laughs) Do I look okay? Oh, my goodness. Uh, I think think the 80s 80s genre was really good last time. (laughs) Do you have have an 80s song, Mom? Um, I'm, okay. I like it because I'm I'm winning. Yeah. <laughs> I just, this is this is kind of eighty. I'm, like, I'm out. All right, how about this last one? one, Daddy? Daddy, if you could only see just how good he's been treating me, you give it some blank right now. Is that Madonna? <laughs> Like a virgin. I don't know the word, but there you go. There oh, you go, Martha. I gave you the song and the author. It's, is it like a virgin or Papa Don't Preach? Papa Don't Preach. Oh, Papa Don't Preach. Okay. Yeah, I don't. I don't know the lyric though. This was oh, yeah. I'm out with the lyric. This was hard. No, no. this was hard. Sorry. You're fine. Okay. What's it, the lyric? it was blessing. Oh, give me your blessing. 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 Okay. Well, 
All right, all right, one more, because I think you'll get this one. Oh, no. I, I do. <laughs> I want your ugly. I want your disease. I want your everything as long as it's blank. No? Oh, darn it. <laughs> I guess because I, I see know the it. words. <laughs> oh, boy. Right. No, sorry. I, thought that I was know what it is. Free, Lady Gaga. It's Lady Gaga. All right. Free. It's free. Love, 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 All right, we're done. We're done now. <laughs> anyway, <Sorry>. that's okay. <laughs> Next. Oh my goodness. <laughs> well, we tried. We 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 tried. I, I mean, know. I think it's safe to say we won that round. <laughs> we'll have a rematch next week. Rematch. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> I kicked your butt this time, you Court. Did, you did. It's the way Mom says it. She says she acts sounds like a robot, and I can't. There's no. <laughs> there's no musicality in her voice, so I'm trying to get it, and I just can't. So I'm like Martha. I need to hear the chorus. I need to. I know. Like, I, I need, need something a little something. more. <laughs> well, anyway, all right. Well, that was fun. Um, so let's. Shall I use your word, Brittany? Let's hop, hop right into it. So Martha. <laughs> Yes. Um, there's so much to talk about. So I'm going to give you the floor right now to just introduce yourself to our audience. Tell us a little bit about yourself and all the wonderful things that you do. Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> so let me see if I can keep it short and then we'll go from there. But um, so just some interesting, interesting facts is I actually grew up a preacher's kid. And then, um, and I said, I would never marry a pastor. And so, so I married a youth pastor and who became a pastor. So Matt and I started, um, our church hope front 25 years ago, we have three adult children and, um, yeah. So, but in that, just kind of in my life journey, even being a preacher's kid, everything wasn't rosy and stuff. And so, um, when I kind of got into adulthood, just realized like my thinking wasn't right. I don't, I don't know. Just like, you know, you just kind of get like, you feel like you're stuck or something, you know? So anyway, kind of went on this, um, freedom journey and kind of, what I kind of realized is as I was getting healthy and finding freedom emotionally, it began to affect me physically. And, um, and I grew up, I had eczema like my whole life. Like I just don't ever remember not having chronic eczema, you know, the summer always on my body and did the whole medical route. And, um, that it, if you've ever had eczema, you're going to get steroids uh, steroid creams, Benadryl, steroid creams thin your skin, Benadryl, maybe a shot. I mean, it's the same thing. And you kind of live in this little hazy world from the Benadryl. So I went more alternative. I said, okay, you know, medical world's not helping me at all. So let me go alternative. So I went to, I went more of the alternative route and through diet and supplements. And then one of my um, alternative doctors said, if you need medicine, we're going to build your body up enough that it can handle it. And through diet and exercise, I mean, diet, supplements, exercise, all the healthy things, I have, my eczema is gone. And if it ever comes back, I know exactly why. I know what I've eaten. I know what to do. And so um, in that so that it's just kind of this, this soup pot of, you know, um, just studying God's word. What does God have to say about health and healing? Um, 
you know, kind of going more alternative. And during that, my body's healing, I'm losing weight, I'm dealing with emotional things. So I don't know, just out of all that, I really have started a journey of helping, especially women, find freedom. And so we start off with um, health, you know, because you've got to, you know, if you can kind of conquer something in your body, it helps a little bit more emotionally. And usually once you start in your body, then the emotional comes, you know, and um, I'm a firm believer and always have been in that, you know, we're transformed by the renewing of our mind. And so your, your mindset has to be involved in there. So in the last year, I, I've become a certified neuro coach helping, what is it, how do you transform your mind? You know, so, so all that is, I just love helping people get unstuck and find freedom. So there you have it. How's that? That was, that was a very good summary. (laughs) I really love the approach though, because I think so often we are really linear and we think I just want to diet and lose weight, or I just want to stop thinking negative thoughts, or I just want to spend more time with God and my, and in my word. But the way you're approaching it is it's all connected. You know, we're all, all of those things are part of our being. And so you're not just going to help us tackle one aspect of our being. We're going to, we're going to do a whole, a whole thing, (laughs) a whole transformation. So now when we talk, I may just talk about weight, but when we get into the coaching and stuff, there's going to be other stuff that happens. So don't tell anybody, but yeah, that's kind of how it works, you know? I gotcha. So coaching, we can talk about that first. So you have Martha Fry coaching, right? Yeah. So someone signs on with you and walk us through what, what happens? What, what is the the process? If I'm going to call you up and say, Martha, I need help. Is it people usually reaching out to you because they want help with weight? Is it people reaching out for all different things? Walk us through that. Yeah, well, kind of. It kind of depends on where I know you from. Mm-hmm. Like, if I know you from church, some that can be anything. You know, I, I speak at our church and stuff, so that could, you know, that the gamut comes with that of people just wanting coaching for different things. But if I've kind of met you online, it's going to start with health and really, you know, like a discovery call. Are we a good fit? You know, I mean, you know, kind of what are your needs and and then how do I work with people? But I really feel like in, um, in the New Testament and Mark, it talks about um, that we're, we always say a three-part being, but we're really a four-part being, you know. Um, the Bible says, love the Lord your God with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength. So your heart, that's like your spirit. That's the part that's going to live forever. So love the Lord's God with all your heart. Mind, that's your intellect. Your soul is your will and your emotions. And then your strength is your body. And so really we're going to, okay, how, how do I heal? To really walk in freedom, all four parts have to be healed. You know? And so we're going to start with the body part. But here's the thing. You hold... Um, you, your body holds toxic, toxic emotions, and then any toxicity that it brings in. So let's say you eat something toxic. That's not good for your body. What your body will do is it'll grab onto it and it'll, it'll either flush it out. If it can't flush it out, it'll wrap some fat around it, tuck it away until, um, your body can get rid of it. It does the same thing with emotions. There's a book out called the body keeps score. And, um, and so what ends up happening is let's say you're having toxic emotions and it's just 
it's, it's about to overwhelm your adrenal, like it is getting bad. So what your body will do, will grab onto those emotions and just tuck it away. And really what happens is that's when people have a hard time losing fat and they're like, I'm doing this, I'm doing that. I'm like, well, let's go to the emotional part then because your body is protecting you and it's holding on to what it feels like are some unsafe emotions. And so even in like, let's take Christianity out of it. Um, or the Bible out of it. If you go do a yoga class, they're going to do these hip openers and they're going to say, you know, if you feel like crying, just let it out. Why? Because our hips hold very toxic, uh, you know, stressful emotions. And so when you open up your hips, you may all of a sudden be crying or this memory may come back or stuff like that. And so, so as you start to lose weight, emotional things are going to come up. And so again, let's take the Bible out of it. If you go have gastric bypass surgery, you have to meet with a psychologist before you, first of all, you have to lose some weight. I don't know why they do that, but you have to lose some weight. Then you have to meet with a psychologist um, because they know you're going to lose fat so fast that the emotions that come out of that is going to feel overwhelming. And then third, they're going to give you an antidepressant because they know you're going to lose fat so fast, the emotions are going to just come flooding out and you're going to be overwhelmed and feel depressed. And, um, so they just go ahead and give you the antidepressant. So, yeah. So, you know, I never knew that. Yeah. Once you start losing weight, then you've got to come right back and work on the mindset and the emotions because they do start happening. Yeah. And I'm so glad you bring that up because I think a lot of people just think, okay, I'm going to eat healthy or I'm going to work out. And I really like that everything that you do encompasses the idea that it's, it's four parts. Like it's so much more like your mindset is involved in that. And there's so much more than just eating right and exercising. If you want to see a change, you actually have to make it. It's a lifestyle. Yeah. And here's the other thing that people don't realize. So you can, um, you know, like I'm going to lose weight, you know, and you've got, um, a will and it'll get you through two weeks, maybe a little longer, but about two weeks, and then, um, then what happens is our minds love to be safe and familiar. So after about two weeks of just like, I'm going to plow through this, your mind starts to really pull you back because losing weight, eating different, making changes. Why are we eating that doesn't feel safe and it doesn't feel familiar to your mind. And so if you don't know how to change your mindset, your mind starts pulling you back. Your mind starts saying, this is unsafe. You're, you're, you're going to die. You're going to like, you're going to starve to death. You're going to like, you start having all these weird, I can't do this. This is too hard. And it's just your mind doesn't feel safe. This where you're headed in losing weight isn't familiar. And so your mind will start self-sabotaging you unless you know how to overcome it. So most diets last how long? Two weeks. Cause that's how long our will, we have the will to um, go and then, then our mind kicks in. And is that the whole neuroscience part of it? Cause that, yeah. that part really intrigues me the, of, so can you kind of like walk us through kind of what you do to kind of, to help your clients with, especially when it comes to coaching um, with the neuro parts, neuroscience part of it. Cause I have no idea besides what you said, kind of what all that entails. Yeah, absolutely. So it's, it's super interesting. Like I have for years, you know, um, get done declarations on my podcast. I have declarations. That's a great way to change your words, you know, change your mindset and all that kind of stuff. But, um, what, what I have learned is 
a couple of things. What, why, what you believe, what you hear yourself say is what you believe the most. Now, most people would be like, no, that's not true. But what we end up doing is we repeat to ourselves what people have spoken over us, but it's us. So you believe what you hear yourself say. So if you can change what you are hearing in your head, if you can change your words, you don't need anybody else to change your mindset. You know, now I'm a believer, so I have the power of the Holy Spirit to help me, but you know, and so, um, and, and so I believe what, so that's where declarations come in. I say declarations are like a two-year-old. If I don't know how to speak life and life-giving words over myself, I need somebody to give them to me so that I can do it. The other thing with neurocoaching is it takes, it takes 67 days to carve a new path in your brain and get rid of the old one, like a, a thinking. Like, so let's say you, I don't know, let's just say you've had this pattern of I'm not worthy. So we're going to start working on, no, you are worthy. And why are you worthy? You know? And so, but at day 21, which everybody says, you know, 21 days of change a habit. No, what happens at day 21 is both thoughts are now there. You have this new thought of I am worthy, but you also have the old thought of I'm not worthy. And so as you keep going up until 67 days, by at 67 days, if you're, if you're doing the declarations and really working on that thought, um, you will, you will get rid of the old thought and have the new thought. So it is a process. We want to just be like, Hey, I, I, I was positive today. Well, that's awesome. But it is like 67 days, you know, of really like mental focus work. And, you know, where did the thought, I, know. I will say this, not only you've got it, you've got to, um, like when I work with people, um, let's say you were to say, I'm not worthy. Well, what some counselors do, and I, I mean, it's just whatever, like it doesn't mean they're bad, but they would say, so you don't feel like you're good enough. But if you really want to help somebody change, I've got to say back to you what you say, because that, that I'm not worthy means something to you. I, I can say, oh, that's so terrible. You feel like you're not good enough, but those aren't the words you said. So you can easily dismiss those. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's really listening to what people are saying and using the words they are using. Gotcha. And so I don't want to like take too much away uh, from your business, but um, does that kind of like include, you know, like daily affirmations that somebody would tell themselves or like, I guess, do you offer exercises that people would do every day to kind of work through changing their mindset? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. There's like, and then, and then there's a way you need to do, I mean, I don't mind. I mean, like if, if you take, if somebody learns something from this, that is awesome. But the other thing, because you've got to hear yourself say them, um, we do a lot of, um, we'll do declarations for different affirmations for different things and stuff, but you also have to record yourself saying it and then listening to it. So like I have recordings for different things and stuff. I li- there's one I listen to in the morning. There's one I listen to before I go to bed, but it's me saying it because I believe what I hear myself say more than anybody else. So not some, some people will read them in their head. No, you got to say them out loud, you know, and recording. Now, if you want like bonus points, record it and say it along with the recording or repeat it after. So you're hearing yourself saying it, you're saying it like that is just all the bells and whistles are going off in your mind. 
I love that because I do daily affirmations, but I think it's a totally different thing to hear myself say it and then follow along with it. I'm going to start doing that. Yeah. Yeah. Just like voice memo, record it. And then there you go. And, you know, it's important when you listen to them. First thing in the morning, first thing in the morning, right before you go to bed, because as you go to bed, the last thing you intentionally are focused on or thinking about is what will, you know, rattle around in your head. And so if you're, and I, you know, and so there's certain, there's certain things you want to be telling yourself, like, you know, finding out what you need to hear before you go to bed. But here's what I always tell people, start somewhere. Like, you can't go wrong. You know, you can be more intentional and especially if you're having some mindset issues, but the, but start somewhere. Don't get in this perfectionism like, I don't know what to listen to before I go to bed, you know, like do something, you know? <laughs> so, yeah. Okay. I, I have a question. <laughs> I want to okay. back up just a little bit. Yeah. So, um, your decision to help women find freedom. I know a lot of that was based uh, what, what you shared, your journey with your skin issues, right? Yes. But th- then how did you from that point on say, okay, I journeyed through this. Now I would like to help women. Like what made you, I guess, pivot and say, I, now that I've done my journey, now I want to help others. And also in making that decision, how do you go about, for lack of a better word, marketing yourself, right? You, right. Just, don't, you just don't say, hey, Courtney, I could help you with that. Like, what, what do you do? What did you do? Yeah. So, um, so, and I, I share this, this is in my book. I share this all the time. I just don't like to open a podcast with like, hey, but part of, um, Part of even when I was a kid, I was sexually abused. And so part of the eczema, the mindset that because your skin, like we're, let's just go down a deep rabbit hole, but your, your skin issues tell you something that's going on emotionally. So eczema, it's on your skin, it's on the outside. So that represents either, um, you're like a constant irritation Um, and it's also a protectant, like, like you feel, I felt unsafe. And so my skin is telling me you don't feel safe because it's the outside of me is breaking out. So anyway, I I mean, you, I could go on for days. If you're, if you have stomach (laughs) issues, you, you deal with, you're disgusted at somebody, but anyway, okay. That's a whole nother conversation. (laughs) Um, so, so with that, I think being, um, and I just feel like that's just kind of one of those things like God's call on my life is to help people. Mm-hmm. And so as I healed, I don't know, it's just kind of seemed like to be out of the overflow. And I think the other thing is um, heal. Okay. Hurting people, hurt people, healed people, heal people. So mm-hmm. as I healed, you know, I could be talking to somebody and I would be like, uh, just maybe from a word they said or something, I'd be like, oh, she's been sexually abused, you know? And, and then, so then you, you kind of give them a safe door to open. And for somebody who's been abused and they don't have a safe place to share, when you crack the door, it's like, Wah. you know what I mean? They're like, oh my gosh, you're safe. Bleh, you know? Yeah. And, um, and so that's kind of a little bit how that started at our church. I started leading connect groups. The, the very okay. first connect group that I led, this is super interesting. The very first connect group that I led, I chose all ladies that I knew because I knew I was going to share my story of sexual abuse. I wasn't used to sharing it. I wasn't comfortable. 
And so I, so I, they were friends, everybody I knew. So as we went through this kind of healing freedom curriculum, like everybody, and, and part of the curriculum is you share your story. That's part of healing is when you share your story, all of them, like, these are my friends. And they're telling me, like one girl was like, um, she just, you know, she said, well, I've had an abortion. And I, and I did, I was the worst leader in this moment. And I was like, we're, how did you not ever tell me we've been friends forever? And she said, Martha, I have never told anybody until right now. And everybody around the table, these are grown women with kids and some of them adults were carrying secrets that were killing them. And so I think that even I was like, oh my gosh, we've, you know, it's almost like this, we've got to do something. You know, there's ladies out there carrying secrets and there's not safe places to share them. So how can we create safe places for ladies to share so that they can be healed? And so that, I don't know, it just kind of started, you know, I love that. I love you know. that. Yeah. And I think it's the same thing with eating. I just, my heart goes out to people who just feel, you know, I mean, we carry our weight on the outside, you know? And I rem- like, I have a picture of me preaching and no joke, my jacket flew open. Yeah, I mean, it's a few years old and I have like the muffin top showing, you know? And I'm just like, huh. <laughs> and, um, And I was overweight. I mean, my face is round and stuff. And, you know, you just, you know, you're just always trying to cover up or hide or, you know, you just don't, you don't feel your best. And so, you know, when I realized like, wow, there are things we can do. Food doesn't have to be our God. We don't have to bow down to our stomach. I want to help women like realize this. So, you know, I I love love when women find freedom. You know. That's so amazing. And something you said just made me think, um, we'll segue a little bit into the, the podcast because I was listening to one of the episodes recently and you had talked about how, um, you know, train your body to eat when you're hungry and stop when you're full. And if you train yourself to do that and then you find yourself reaching for food, now you can say, okay, what am I, why am I reaching for this? And I never, I never right. thought of that before because I am, a I like to eat to make myself comfortable or if I'm stressed or sometimes if I'm bored, I'm like, what do we have to snack on? (laughs) So, um, yeah, I, I really, it really struck me because I know myself included, I know people who really struggle with weight and weight loss because they can't control their eating habits. And it's not as simple as just refrain from eating that thing. There's something deeply emotional there that you are trying to fill with food. Am I right? right? Yes, absolutely. I mean, like one of the girls I was working with, um, I said, when you're, when you know, you're not hungry and you're walking to the refrigerator, just start like, what am I feeling right now? You know? And, um, I just remember her coming back and being like, oh my gosh, I just realized I was angry about something. And so, you know, then it's like, then, you know, then there's tools that, okay, let's walk away from the refrigerator and let's kind of, what am I angry about? You know, and there's tools to kind of help, figure that out. But yeah, you know, I mean, it's like, you know, and, and, you know, you can be skinny and think about food all the time. Like food becomes an idol. Like when's my next meal? Like we have these shows and we watch them. So I'm not judging, but that all they talk about is food and how much food can you eat in 30 minutes? And can you cram this whole hamburger down your gut, you know, and then grow, throw it up. I am just like, oh my goodness, we are consumed with food, you know? And, and, you know, there, and here's the other thing I, 
when you eat when you're hungry, stop when you're full. When you really look at the word of God and you eat God's way, first of all, God does not have a bunch of rules. We love rules until we don't. You know what I'm saying? Like, like just how many are like, just tell me what to do. You know, I want to check it off. And, and we love that with food until we don't. And so it's like when you really do, when you look at the Bible and you eat God's way, you have to be responsible for your choices. You have to, so like the, so, um, the other night we were at a wedding and I took cake over to my seat and somebody came up and they were like, you're a health food coach. What are you doing eating cake? And I said, cause I eat cake. Like I can, you know, <laughs> it's like, I'm not, I'm like, I'm, if I'm at a wedding. Call me if you want coaching, but you know, like, it's like, okay, if I'm hungry or if I've saved room for cake. I, I know all the skills on how to eat it and how not to, you know, let it dominate, blah, blah. But I'm going to, because he, let's be human. If I tell you, you can't have cake, what do you want? Cake. Yeah. We all want cake. We're like, okay, where's the, yeah. I got to get to the grocery store because <laughs> I need cake. And, you know, we have these cheat days, like cheat days. So I hate that. Like what you speak over yourself matters. So I'm going to have a cheat day. So the only time we cheat is on our taxes, our spouse, or on a test. Well, none of those are good. None of those are good. And yet we, we justify our eating on a cheat day. Well, what if we just learned how to eat when we're hungry, stop when we're full? And like, there is so much to that. I know I'm making it sound simple because you do have to like, you know, you, you have our taste buds love to taste. So the, the, um, size of your bite matters, the, how fat, you know, you, your God made us, it takes us about 20 minutes to feel full. So you got to know how God made your body so that you go, okay, I need to slow down a little, let every, so there's a whole, I'm making it sound. So there's a, I shouldn't say there's like seven little principles to help you do that. But then I eat what I eat, what I love, you know? And lose weight. So why not? You know, so does that, did I answer the question? I think. (laughs) No, you did. (laughs) I saw a rabbit and was like, hey, let's go, you know. (laughs) No, you did. You did. Sorry. Mom, did you have a question? Go ahead. Yeah, I, I was just curious. What was the driving force to start the Weight Loss with God podcast? Um, I think it was. I mean, honestly, I think because there is so much confusion around weight loss and I, and I was in, I was on that hamster wheel. And Mm -hmm. so it was like, okay, I'm going to do keto, you know? (laughs) And then, um, but then I would be like, well, I want cake, you know, or I want this or I, you know, so then I would have, I was having cheat days and I was like, ah, forget it. This isn't working, you know? And then it was, oh, I'm going to do okay, I, I probably thought about being a vegetarian. And if I ever got super sick, I'd probably be go, go all whole food, but I do meat, but I also do raw vegetables and I love juices. And so, um, so I think just going, okay, here, here, let me answer your question. Here's where it got. I am like, God is not a God of confusion. This is ridiculous. You know, I'm trying to lose weight. I've done, mm-hmm. I signed up for Weight Watchers. I, and then, you know, and then now if I look at anything and they're like, track your macros, I'm like, that sounds like math. I'm out. <laughs> I mean, like, I'm just like, I'm like, what is a macro? You know, what is a micronutrient? I shouldn't. Okay. I know they're little greens, but you know, and so it's like, I'm like, God's not a God of chaos and this is chaotic. 
So this can't yeah, be of yeah. God. So what's God's way? And so that's really what, when I started going to scripture going, okay, God, how are we supposed to be eating? How did you make our bodies? Because if, if you had, if, if there were a bunch of rules, you would have put them in your word, but you didn't. So how are we supposed mm-hmm. to eat and enjoy life? And he can't, he says, eat, drink, and be merry. So, yeah. you know, yeah. So that's kind of how that came about. Okay. And how, how long have you been doing your podcast now? Uh, the podcast hasn't been long, maybe six months or so. Okay. But Brittany, the thing I meant to, but on there at least, so about every other podcast is like a teaching or something like that. And then a declaration, because I was like, I just want people to have different words that may, one may hit, hit you. I'm like, take it, write it down. You know what I mean? Find some words and stuff. So it's, it's, you know, on why to be healthy, how to be healthy and declarations and all the things. So yeah. Oh, she said it. All the things. All the things. I wanted to ask you, um, because eczema runs in our family, and I've heard this before that what you eat, like I've always heard it was like the intest your intestinal lining is what Mm -hmm. caused it. And I've heard from other sources that it's what you eat, and some people think you know, you can't heal it and you can only just use steroids and topical medicines and maybe pills to solve it. But you solved it by, by, you know, fixing your diet and your mindset and and your health overall. Could you kind of share just a little bit of, of what you found out, information you found out that helped heal that? Absolutely. So, um, I went to this, let me show you the fun story. So I went to this naturopath doctor and she ran some tests. And so she came back and she said, okay, we can heal your eczema. I mean, it can be gone. And I'm like, I will do whatever. Like it, you know, like it was bad. I won't describe all the oozing and all that fun stuff, but it was bad. So I, and I'm like, I'm like, I have kids. I'm not like a teenager. I'm like, they all, they were like, you'll outgrow it. It was getting worse. I wasn't outgrowing it. So I said, okay, I'll do whatever. And she's like, okay, so, um, no, no sugar. And I'm like, I'm a sweet tea drinker. I'm thinking like, what? And then she said, no bread. And I'm like, okay, what? You know, I'm still just like, okay, I've heard that before. No bread, whatever. And then she's like, and then, um, no milk or milk products. And I was like, okay, I don't. And then I was serious. I was like, wait, is cheese? milk. Yeah. Cheese is milk. Is that, does that mean I can't have cheese? And, um, so by the time, and then she gave me a bunch of supplements. So basically what had happened is those things, um, feed different bacterias and candida and different things like that. And you get an overgrowth and then your gut lining gets injured and you have what's called leaky gut, which there's a lot of, um, I mean, if you, if you even look it up, just kind of generally, there's a lot of issues from leaky gut because bacteria and stuff that should be housed in the lining, um, candida yeast, which should be kept in your gut gets out in your system. And so our bodies eliminate through our bowel movements, our sinuses, our skin. So if my sinuses and my bowel, everything's all overwhelmed, it just starts all the bacteria and stuff does it's got to get out. So it just starts pushing out through the skin. So I went to a health food store. I cried my eyes out on the way there. And I was like, I, I can't do that. I can't live. You know, I'm like, Oh, I'm having a victim pity party, you know? And, um, I just felt like, you know, God's spirit said, 
do you want to be healed? And I was like, yes, I want you to like Shazam, boop, you know, miraculous healing, you know? And he was like, no, we're going to go on a journey. And, um, so there were like, I'm, we, Matt and I went out to dinner one night and I'm in, this is all in my head. I'm like, there is nothing on this menu that I can even have. And I'm kind of like praying, you know, I had an angry prayer to God and he was like, yeah, there is. And I was just like, well, it's not fair because Matt gets to order some meat. He ordered something slathered in cheese and I'm having like, and so I really began to learn like, oh, I can eat. It's maybe not just what I want, you know? Now I can eat pretty much. I mean, I don't do processed foods because I can feel like once you get healthy, your body helps you stay healthy. So like if I ate something super processed, my body instant, instantly feels bad. And I'm like, I don't like feeling like this. So, you know, you kind of like now if I drank sweet tea, I would be like, oh my gosh, that is so sweet. You know what I mean? Like, so I don't crave those things. You just got to give yourself time and space to get it out of your system. But I am a full believer that you change your diet and then, and then, then you got to build back up your system through supplements. You can heal. You can heal. I see these little kids with eczema. I am like, please let, you know what I mean? Like get them off milk. Ice cream is my kryptonite because it's sugar and milk. So sometimes I'm like, you know what? I just want ice cream. I guarantee you tomorrow I'm going to wake up with a little breakout somewhere, you know? Mm. And every time I do, I'm like, I'm never eating ice cream again, you know, and stuff. So, but so like for kids and, and it would be interesting. I haven't studied a lot of like when babies are born with eczema, but it would be interesting to know the mom's diet. You know, she probably had a lot of candida and bacteria growth and stuff that Mm -hmm. she passed on to her baby. And you just need to do some cleanses and, you know, um, certain baths and stuff like that. And you can pull all that stuff out and be great and good to go and not have to thin people's skin through steroids. Yeah. That's the worst. That, yeah. Yeah. I have, I mean, my, there's certain places that are thin. I started um, a couple of years ago, I started doing liquid collagen and I can tell a difference in places that were thinning, um, being a little thicker, you know? So I'm like, yes, you know, but again, supplements are what you got to build your body back up from, you know, eczema and stuff. But I'm, I am like there, you know, if you're, if what you ate caused you to get sick, then you can, okay, let's, then if I change what I eat, can my mm-hmm. body, you know, will that empower sure. my body? And I'm a full firm believer in yes, you know? Yeah. 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 So it's so cool that you talk about that though, because my husband and I, we just finished the 21 day fast with the church and we do it every year. Yeah. Um, but this year, like I'm a huge coffee drinker and I love sweets, but this year we were like extra strict with the fast. Um, and after the 21 days, like I didn't really have a craving for coffee. And even when yeah. we made our first pot of coffee, I had a half a cup and I was like, oh, I'm okay. I'm good. And it's just, it's yeah. like, just give your body the chance, right? Like yeah. 21 days is not that long. I'm not sure how long it actually takes for your body to like get all the toxins out so that you're in a healthier place. But you right. know, 21 days isn't that long to commit to for, you know, health for the rest of your life. But even now yeah. I 
Like I'll eat. Um, I have a lot of Girl Scout cookies in my house right now. Because I'm supporting the community, guys. I'm supporting the community. Okay? I'm supporting the community. Jealous. Anyway, and I'll go to have a cookie and I'm like, like I, I cut one in half. You know those Samoas? <laughs> they don't call them mm-hmm. Samoas anymore, but I had to cut it in half because I was like, this is just too sweet for me. So I yeah. can say that it's it's very true. Once your body gets used to not you know, consuming those things, it, it's not as difficult to say no to it. Right. And, and Courtney, I'm glad you said that. That's one thing I do when I first start working with somebody, because people, if you've been an overeater, you eat whenever you want to, to, you don't even, most people have never even allowed themselves to feel hungry. So that's like a journey of learning that. So what we do is we start off by just cutting everything in half. So if you're used to having Four cups of coffee, okay, we're going to go down to two. If you're used to having, you know, whatever, you just cut everything in half. That's where we start, you know. Okay. Yeah, I can eat a French fry now, and I can taste the grease on my, th- I can feel the grease on my tongue. So then I'm like, <laughs> and I'm good. You know, so I, I allow myself the freedom, but then I'm like, okay, I'm good, you know. Yeah, yeah. I think that's a, that's a wise approach to be practical. Don't just quit cold turkey. You have to, like you said, let's let's cut it in half because yeah. – that's a sure way for someone to fail by asking them to do something so drastic like that. So I like right. that approach. Yeah. yeah. Well, Definitely. your brain won't let you, if you, if you do it cold Turkey, it'll give you about a two week willpower. But then after that, your brain is like, this doesn't yeah. feel safe. This doesn't feel, I have somebody right now that's doing a, um, that's doing, um, it's, it's what I call like the five day drop. And the first day is kind of intermittent fasting. Mm-hmm. It's a gentleman. He is like over 300 pounds. So, you know what I'm saying? Like very large. Mm-hmm. And he was like, I can't do the intermittent fasting day. Like, like he was freaking out. And I said, that's okay. Then just start with day two where you're doing more, you know, the eating plan of day two. And I'm like, his brain was already freaking out Yeah, that he was and in, in telling him he couldn't do it. And I'm like, it's not even like you eat dinner. It's you just, it's skip breakfast and lunch and there's, things you do all during the day. It's just not food, but his right. brain. And I just said, it's okay. You're let's get safe. Let's, you need to feel safe right now because yeah. his mind was like just going nutso. Yeah. So, yeah. So, so I have a question. You overwhelmed? <laughs> no, I'm taking, I have all these notes here. I have all these notes here. It's been so very insightful. My question for you is, is how do you, how are you doing it all? Right. Cause I think that Courtney my and my mom and I, we're in the same boat of we're the type of people who were like, Oh, let's, let's, let's start to learn how to do this. Let's add this to the pile. Let's just keep doing things. And we've had this conversation before about getting overwhelmed. So how do you balance all of it and still be like this bright beam of positivity uh-huh. and energy that you are? <laughs> so I think it's seasons to start with, you know, um, I don't have kids at home right now. Um, and so it's, it's like, what, you know, so it's looking at, it's looking at your life and saying, okay, what, what is the most important thing right now? You know, and if, when I, when we had kids, you know, we, I was a stay home mom. I worked at our church, but it was like, I was very, I, I mean, I told him, I said, I can work, but I'm going to have select hours. I'm going to, you know, do this or that. We homeschooled our kids. Um, and then, so what I had to choose to do was because I was working, we used our paychecks, like we hired help. 
because I'm like, well, I can't clean the house and do all this and do all, you know what I mean? So you go, what do I, what do I want to do? And, um, what's my priority in this season? I think, you know, we, um, Oh, like, look, there's a cat. Um, we can tend to, um, we can tend to think this is forever and ever, you know, well, in one school year, your kids will be older, more, they can take on more. They'll have, like, you can do more then, you know? And so, um, a lot of it's just, you know, like that. And, and you have to like, you, you know, I, if you, you talk about music and secular music and songs and TV shows and movies, I'm like, yeah, I don't know. You know, because I'm like, that's not a priority, you know, because I'm like, I'm going to be in bed so that I can get up early so I can work out so I can work on my coaching so I can, you know, things like that. So you, sometimes people look at you weird because you you don't do, you don't do all the things that they do, but you know, so you learn to say no. You know, it's just like, it's just like eating. You learn to say no. So honestly, once you kind of learn the print, like once you learn the, the, the kind of weight loss with God principles, I, I can take them. We can apply them to your finances. We can apply them to your time management, you know, because it all boils down to choices and respond and being responsible and not playing the victim and poor me and all that kind of stuff. So did that answer your question? Yes. No, it definitely did. It it just reminds me of what you said with, 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 you know, eating and going to the fridge of like, stopping when you're full and stop, stop filling up your plate when it's full and, and prioritizing. No, it definitely answered the question. Thank you for sharing that. And I think it's interesting if you really did a time audit to go, like for me, I started realizing, especially posting on social media, it can take five minutes or it can take two hours. The two hours means I got distracted scrolling. I did this. Oh, I forgot. Oh, look at what, the, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. so I've even learned to set timers for things. Okay. You've got 15 minutes. So if I know I've got 15 minutes, but I need to get this thing posted or whatever, like I'm like, ding, ding, you know, focus, let's go, let's go. And then you can reward yourself by, okay, then I'll give you five minutes or when you get done with all this stuff, you can go scroll and look on Look at all the homesteaders, you know, but, um, <laughs> so, you know, so it's just kind of, it's kind of the same thing, like setting timers. Where do I lose time? Why am I procrastinating? Why don't I want to hit play? You know, why don't I on the Facebook lives and all that kind of, you know, so it really there you, we can lie to ourselves and distract ourselves and be like, Oh, I, I was going to do a Facebook live, but I got, no, you didn't you got fearful and it felt unfamiliar and unsafe and you let your brain pull you back to what felt like safety instead of pushing Mm -hmm. forward and just going for it. So it becomes a mindset thing again, too. All comes down to mindset. (laughs) All comes down. We spend enough time. We'll be like, what are you thinking? What's behind that? (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) But you know, I mean, the Bible talks about mindset all throughout it. You know, speak yeah. those things that be not as though they are. Be transformed by the renewing of your mind. What are you thinking? Think about what's lovely and true and excellent and all these yeah. things. And so it has, when you look at it, the Bible has a lot, a lot to say about our mindset, yeah. you know, and it's changing yeah. it. And we can change it because I think so often, um, especially my experience has been, well, I can't help it. 
I can't help that I think yes. this way. I can't help it. But no, that's that victim mentality. Like this is happening to me. Yes. But no, you can take charge and you can you can change your minds. You really can. Yeah. 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 And if you love that kind of stuff, it's the science of epigenetics. Mm-hmm. You can change your mind. Science of epigenetics. Epigenetics. And it is like where you you physically rewire your mind. That is amazing. You physically rewire your mind. So yes, you can change your thinking and your you mindset. You can change your mind. Wow. So let's talk real quick about your book. So you have a book. Um, the title is Moving Forward, Letting Go of Stuff That Will Kill You. So talk yes. to us about that book. What is what is the premise and when did you write it? Why yeah, did you write so- it? Tell us all. So the premise is it's on forgiveness. And um, the reason I wrote it is when I was going through a season of um, just anger and all these underlying emotions, and it it came from um, my sexual abuse and stuff, and I was dealing with um, all that kind of stuff. Really what happened, okay, here's what happened. I'm like, what happened? What, what happened is when my daughter turned nine years old at her birthday party, her nine-year-old birthday party, we were, I just remember this. She had, We were singing happy birthday. And as we're singing happy birthday, I had this like, oh my gosh, she's nine years old. There's no way she would ask for somebody to sexually abuse her. Because I was nine. And, you know, when you don't understand that whole world and you don't have anybody safe to talk to, you think, well, somehow I must have asked for this. Like somehow Mm. I must have let him on. I don't know. You know, you just, anyway, our thinking can be so weird. But when she turned nine, I was like, what? There is no way, you know? So that just sent me on this journey. And I found, um, I found different teachings, great biblical teachings on forgiveness, what it is what it's not, and then how to walk it out. And so from my journey of walking it out, I was like, people have got to know that it's not just forgive, you know, people Mm. used to say, you need to forgive those that have hurt you. And I was like, okay, yeah, no, I don't want to, you know what I mean? Like, or I don't feel different. So I thought you had to feel a certain way and I didn't feel any different. And so, so it's my whole journey. And I also include a, so by the time I wrote my book, I had already led, um, I'd already worked with a lot of people, led some group freedom groups and stuff like that. So it's other people's journeys of forgiveness and freedom. So it's not just like, you don't have to, like they're one of the very first stories that I just love. It's, um, a young man, uh, he's older now, but a young man who, uh, was sexually abused as a kid and hurting people hurt people. And as a kid, he became an abuser and just, Mm -hmm. he, he just was like, I want to put, I mean, he found freedom and he said, I want to help others who have in the same boat that I do, I was in. And I, so his story's in there, a story like, of um, a divorce situation, like just all these stories of people and then biblical, um, you know, what the Bible has to say about it. It's very like what it is and what it's not like, you don't have to feel like forgiving. You're never going to feel like forgiving because you have to be hurt to need to forgive somebody. And when you're hurt, you don't feel like forgiving. You know what I mean? So I just kind of go through all the emotional, imagine that all the emotional, physical, (laughs) spiritual, mental, all the, all the four parts of our body in the, in the book, uh, and so it's really a how-to. Mm-hmm. I really wanted it to be like when you got done, you were like, 
I know how to do it. I didn't want it to be just motivational, right. even though I think it, it is motivational. Um, I didn't want it to be just motivational. Yeah. You know, I wanted people to walk around and be like, cause that's how it was for me. You know, yeah. when I learned, it was like, these are the steps. Mm-hmm. Now mm-hmm. you have to walk them out, but this yeah. is how you can do it kind yeah. of thing. And I think forgiveness is a tricky one because you can forgive someone of something they did, but then what they did has an impact on the rest of your life. So there's a continuous forgiveness every time it comes up, every time you're reminded, every time it has an impact down the line, you have to forgive that too. So it's not just a one-time thing. It's a process. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. And, you yeah. know, and I, and I often tell people when you spurt, when you start, especially if you've kind of buried it and you were going to, okay, and then I'm working with them and we're going to bring this up. It feels like it is a full on color movie, like 3d, like in your face, you know, And, but as you forgive, as you take the steps, it just kind of becomes this black and white memory in the background. Can I pull up every incident? Absolutely. But it doesn't define me. It doesn't own me. God works all things together for my good, for our good. So he's using it for good. And so, you know, he redeems, he restores, you know, all those kind of things. And um, so, yeah, but you're right. I mean, it doesn't. My, I've had to work on, you talk about, why do I have to work on my mindset? Cause I have a trauma mindset, you know, yeah. and, uh, and it makes you think weird. Like, so for anybody out there listening, they'll totally get the story if they were sexually abused. Um, I remember standing around in college, was it college? Uh, no, it was high school. And okay. This was back in the eighties. So, um, People were promiscuous, but a little bit more private about it, you know, and stuff like that. It wasn't like, hey, I slept, you know, you just weren't that like, uh. and so there's some girls standing around, they were talking about, you know, somebody who had slept with, just everybody kind of slept with a bunch of different people or so, I can't remember. And I just said, oh my gosh, for real, like if I was going to be sleeping with that many people, I had at least get paid for it. (laughs) Okay. That made sense in my trauma brain. All the girls in the circle looked at me like I had two heads. And I remember being like, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. um, But I wasn't. But I just knew them. Then I I got to speak um, to a group. It was a a home for girls who had been sexually abused. So these are teenagers who um, are, by choice, they were there to, you know, coming from kind of pretty rough situations. And when I said that in that room, they got it. They were all like, oh yeah. And I'm like, my people. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> so, but that's because I had trauma brain. And so if you don't have yeah. trauma brain, that is the most bizarre thing in the world. But if your brain's traumatized and you, in yeah. that way, you're like, yeah, I get that, you know? Yeah. So. Oh, wow. <laughs> I <love laughs> Everybody's trying to recover from that statement. Sorry. sorry. No, I thought I, I was thinking the same thing. So I guess, you know, we've all got a little bit of trauma brain. I know, right? <laughs> okay. I've got a, a question for you. Do you have any advice that you would like to share with our listeners? I know we talked about a wide variety of things, but if you just had some advice you could share with our listeners. You know, I would, I would say, good grief, that's a loaded question. But let me think, you know, I would say get help you know, for, for something you won't need, you won't need it your whole life. But if you're having trouble with the way you think, if you're, um, you know, if 
like if you if you have an app like eczema or um, leaky gut or, you know, like, and don't be afraid to think outside the box, you know? And, and then also I would say there is a spiritual component to us, you know? And so you can't ignore the spiritual, you know, mm-hmm. what, you know, you're, you know, and so just kind of like dig into all four parts of those, you know, we, this, you know, we're not going to spend forever here on earth. Where are we going to spend eternity? Like kind of wrestle with that, figure that out. Why, why do you have LB? um, What is it? Some of the gut issues, you know? And so Mm. I just think like um, to, to not be afraid to, to just keep searching. You know, the Bible says, um, if you seek me, you will, uh, it says a lot of things. Oh, call unto me. The Bible says, call unto me and I will answer you and I will show you great and unsearchable things that you don't know. So just call out to God and just be like, God, I don't know how to do. I don't know how to do. I don't know how to do. I don't know how to parent. I don't know how to parent. I'm at the end of my skill set. I don't know how to be married. I'm at the end of my skill set. And he won't always just Shazam, bam, miracle. He'll be like, great, let's go on a journey together and he'll walk with you. So I think just don't give up. Just keep pushing and pushing and seeking and you will find him. And then he's the answer. So then you'll find the answer. That's great advice. I love that. All right. So my question to you, Martha, we talked about a lot of things, but goals for this coming year, what are goals that you either have, you know, with your coaching or with your podcast um, share that with our listeners. Yeah. So right now I'm in the midst of putting a whole program together. So, um, uh, coaching and so it's just, it's a whole thing. And so I am in the midst of writing and recording and putting all that together. So that's a big project that I, that I'm working on. So that'll be, but the goal is to have different levels to help people, at different stages and, and all that kind of stuff. So that is right now, that's my overarching project that, um, when it gets done, then we'll set another goal, but that's it. (laughs) (laughs) We'll check back in with you to see how you're doing then. (laughs) And I still like I'm, I'm speaking and I, and I do some traveling and stuff like that, but that is the project that I am like, you know, let's go. This is, you know, kind of the next big project that I'm working on. That's awesome. Okay. Excited to see what's next. (laughs) Oh, that's awesome. So Martha, um, before we end things tonight, could you let our listeners know where they can find you, how they can reach you, all your, your social media handles? Yes, absolutely. So I try to keep it really easy. It's just MarthaFry.com. No E, just F-R-Y, MarthaFry.com. And then, um, my uh, Instagram, Martha, I think it's Martha Fry. Like if you go to if you go to my website, MarthaFry.com, all the little you can click on everything there. And then the podcast, you can probably search Martha uh, Fry. <laughs> but uh, my my Facebook name is Martha Wilbanks Fry. Isn't that weird how you get these things in your brain? But um, uh, but it's weight loss with God. I know because, you know, there's weight loss, God's way, but I'm like, no, it's not just God's way. God, my program is, I want, I don't want to just help you lose weight. I want to empower you to lose weight. 
like empower you through the word of God, empower you, empower you with a relationship with God, empower you to lose weight and get healthy. So it's weight loss with God. Weight loss with God. So perfect. Yeah. Thank you so much. Just followed you. (laughs) (laughs) You got a new follower. (laughs) Oh, Martha, this has been such an amazing conversation. I had so much fun tonight. Um, your, your passion for, for health, your faith, um, and your dedication for empowering others, just, it truly shines through in everything you do. So thank you so much for joining us. Awesome. Thank you guys so much for having me. I had so much fun. You guys are amazing. (laughs) We're so happy you were here. Um, And to all our listeners, if you've been moved by Martha's wisdom and insights, I encourage you to connect with her on social media. Um, Check out her podcast, Weight Loss with God and her book, um, which is moving forward, right? And explore the wealth of resources, all the things, all the things that Martha has um, to support you in your journey to better health and well-being. Uh, Remember to like, share, subscribe to our podcast. And for more uplifting conversations like this one, make sure you tune in. Until next time, we are The Wayward Lasses, reminding you to keep it real. Bye, everybody. Bye. Thanks for stopping our story.